0: some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome, everyone. I'm glad you're here at Equipped to Be. As many of you've known, because uh, you've been following me, obviously, on social media, over either whether it's on Instagram, or uh, which is Connie Albers, or you've been over to my Facebook, which is ConnieAlbers.Author, you know that I have been going through a season of loss. Uh, we have lost uh, my grandfather, And as I traveled from Florida up to Ohio, where he was, there were so many life lessons. There were so many emotions going on in me and in the families surrounding this whole situation. And as I was praying about what is this episode going to be, I actually recorded uh, another one that I had queued it up and ready to go. And I had to press pause this morning and say to the Lord, no, I hear you we need to talk about this. I don't know about you, but 2020 has certainly brought a level of, of grief and uncertainty and, and even some super exciting opportunities. So it's not all been bad, but every time we turn around, there's something new or different or hard that we're needing to face. And I don't know about you, but sometimes... There is an expectation put on how we are supposed to go through hard things, how we're supposed to go through the hurt or the anguish or the heartbreak. How are we actually supposed to do that? Are we supposed to put on a happy face and say, well, God is good, which God is good? Are we supposed to put on that sense of positivity? Well, I know, I know my loved one is in the arms of Jesus. And and I pray that to be true if you have lost someone. But that doesn't take into consideration the humanness that God has also made us. God has made us with emotion and feelings. So we're going to dive into this topic today. And I think you're really going to be encouraged. I think you're going to be equipped. Because if you're not in that season right now, trust me, it could either be a day or a week or a moment away. So stick around. I think you're going to love this topic that we are diving into on equipped to be as i was saying i got a call that my grandfather had had an accident now about a year ago my grandfather had lived near me in the state of florida and built a home and had a life here of over 56 years and it was suddenly changed he had to be moved now as your grandparents now my grandfather is more my dad's age Because he was 15 years younger than my grandmother, and that was a very long time ago when they got married. But he was, you know, he was more like my father, and it was very heartbreaking that he had, we basically had to pack up what could be packed up, because when you have 56 years of living in a place... You and you are a carpenter, a boat mechanic. I mean, he just, he worked with his hands and he had amazing tool shops. I think he had five tool shops on his property. When you have to try to figure out what you sort out and keep, that can be, that can be a lot of heartache and anguish for someone because that is where they, they have spent their life. That's their identity, so to speak, is talking about tools and what they do and how they've used them or what they've created or what special projects they've done. And and pretty much saying, hey, we got to move you. You got to go. Uh, you you have to. We have to move you to another place. You're not going to know very many people, and you're not going to have the freedoms that you used to have. And I'm telling you right now, that was heartbreaking to kind of walk through that whole situation. Well, fast forward to a year, and there was an accident that he had. I just flew up. There was just something in me that said I needed to go up. And I'm so grateful I did. I had some wonderful time with him. And you know, his daughters made some important critical decisions. But my cousins, though they're by marriage, my cousins all have a lot of little children. And I was able to help walk them through some of the emotions that they were feeling. Because let me tell you, when a crisis happens, everyone has different emotions at different times. You have people who are, let's just plow through it, no emotions, we have a job to do, we've got to get X, Y, Z done. You have others that are are trying to be empathetic and compassionate and walking uh, others through to help them see a point of view or to persuade them. Others are going to sit and cry. Some will be paralyzed. Uh, some are just going to be so stricken with with heartache. And some, some aren't. And so while I was up there, it was probably, oh my goodness, seems like 100 people. It probably was. I was taking notes as God was having me I have early, early morning conversations and spending days at the hospital having more conversations than, of course, wee hours of the morning having additional conversations. So here's what I want to talk about. I want you to realize that as those days come for you, whether you're the friend of someone, whether you're the parent of littles, and you're helping them walk through a crisis, a a loss, an unexpected change, whether you're the sister or you're the mother where you're the daughter, I want you to not put unrealistic expectations on yourself. People will tell you, Oh, this is how you should handle this, this is what you need to do. I, I, can I just tell you, it may be what they need to do, but it might not be what you need to do. You aren't your friend, you aren't your sibling, you aren't your spouse, you are you. And you are going to process things in your own way. And here's the other thing. Your kids aren't going to process the same way either. They're going to receive information. It's going to go through those little ears. Or if you have teenagers, it's going to go through their, you know, their filtration system. And it's going to land inside of them and it's going to be bouncing around, random thoughts. Some of your children will be puddles of tears. They just feel, I mean, in their bones, they just feel the ache and heartache and loss. And some of your children might seem a little more callous, not because they are, but because maybe they're more matter of effect. When well, my grandfather actually ended up passing away, which then ushered in a whole new host of conversations. Also, a whole new host of emotions, not just for me, but for everyone involved. And that's, that's important for us to acknowledge where we are. I don't have little ones that are making me focus on helping them with their emotions. I had older kids that I had to talk to. And I still had to be just as mindful of how I spoke and what I said and how I communicated, how I honored a life, how I saw a life. But all of you are going to go through some form of loss. You're probably going through something now. If you're not, I, I love to think of the, the mountain. Many people are in the valley. And then when they come out of the valley, they start the climb upward to the peak of the mountain. And as soon as they get at the peak of the mountain, and we see these beautiful Views and vistas, and we think, oh, life is good. Well, something happens and we slide back down to the mountain. That doesn't mean we're weak or incapable or not strong minded. It's this thing we call life. But you're going to experience a job loss. I know many of you. Maybe you haven't completely lost your jobs, but your hours have been cut back. And as the uh, crisis has gone on, more layoffs are happening. It brings even more uncertainty, uncertainty to your futures, depending on your age. That's going to create a greater sense of concern. Meaning, do you have time to recover from such losses financially? If you're younger, you do. But what will that look like? And how do you figure that out? Some of you are experiencing a loss of relationships. Some by choice, some not. Some of you have, have lost a child, decisions they made or something that decisions that others have made that have cost them to lose their life. Some of you have lost a parent or a grandparent, in my case, that was like a parent. You know, and some of you have lost a dream, a dream of what could have been what you were planning for, what you were working toward, a job you were dreaming about that unfortunately isn't going to happen. Can I just tell you, it's okay to grieve. Grieving is a natural emotion. There's a lot of books written about grieving. Grieving is a natural emotion, and it's going to manifest itself in many ways. Now, I'm not a counselor. Obviously, I have read a, a lot of books on it, and I do work with a lot of counselors uh, as it relates to my book, Parenting Beyond the Rules, because we do have to counsel our children, and God tells us to be wise counselors. I don't, And I'm not talking about the certified with all the letters at the, at the end of them. I'm not talking about that, Tom. I'm talking about a counselor who comes along and is a friend, a mentor, who points people back to God's word, who will sit and listen to the heartache and heartbreak who will offer sage advice or just sit and be quiet or who will remind somebody, get back at it. Don't waller or don't waller too long. Here's some things that you can do if you're facing a season of grief for any number of reasons. Like I said, don't put unrealistic expectations of yourself. How do you do that? It's by knowing you. It's by getting yourself clear-headed. It's by meditating on God's Word. God says, cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. To have God's standards. To understand the seasons of life. There are seasons of winter in our lives. Winters can be brutal. They can be painful. They can be heart-wrenching. They certainly can make us long for spring, can't they? And as we're entering a season of fall right now, some of you have come out of a blistering summer. And the coolness and the refreshment of the fall is like a balm to your soul. How do you go through these seasons? How do you deal with the grieving aspect? You can call a trusted friend. And I mean, this has got to be somebody who you know, and, and not all friends are equal. You have some friends who they are great to get together with and laugh and cut up and kind of forget the cares of the world. Then you have other friends who are the type that will just listen. Maybe they'll let you cry. Maybe they'll let you vent. Walk through all the emotions that are inside of you and then give you a hug and then go back to what they were doing. Some of you have friends that are good at giving sage advice. Their advice is going to point you to truth. I recently called someone in my family, and I was venting about a frustration that I had and my concern because I couldn't get some things done. And I was frustrated. And some of the things that I was walking through that I was trying to do all this mental like telling myself You know, I had written this down. I'm like, I was telling myself, I got to pull it together. I got to get back at it. I got to get focused. I got to accept the facts. It is what it is. I am tired of all the political rancor going on. I'm not doing enough. That was just a short list. I wonder what's on your list. God tells us to lean not into our own strength and understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. I know you have those same conversations or similar. You're in a valley and you're trying to trudge through the mud and you're just like, I just want to get out of this place. Don't put unrealistic expectations on yourself. Don't expect more of you because maybe others are moving at a different pace, or they're telling you to move at a different pace. I want you to meditate on God's Word. Start reading Proverbs a day. There's so much rich nuggets that come from that. Call that trusted friend. Allow yourself to acknowledge the loss, that it's real. Real. Don't expect other people to understand the level of maybe grief you're feeling. Like I miss my grandfather on a very deep level. I cannot expect my children. I cannot expect my friends. I can't expect my husband. All of them are amazing people. But see, it would be unfair and unwise for me to expect them to understand the stirrings that are going on in my heart. But this I do know God does. God does understand. But you've got to acknowledge the loss that it is to you. It's okay. Write it down. I've often told you before yesterday I was uh, placing an order because I use these moleskin journals. I know there's a lot of really cool journals out there, but maybe I'm cheap. I just like very simple cloth, soft. I I use Moleskine journals and I just buy them by, I don't know, like 20 because I use them for everything. Like I have my podcast notes and I have other notes and I have my journal. I write those things down. And then, you know why I write? Because God says, you know, he write these things down so that we have record. I write things down because then I can go back and I can see how God took me from one place to the next. So, you know, that child you're struggling with, you don't write down how bad that child is. You write down how you're praying for that child, and then you're able to look back and you're able to see, wow, what did God do? How has that relationship grown? I know that's a little side note, but I do have journals that I wrote with all of my children, and then I still do. I just don't have to have five separate ones anymore. And then you got to silence the enemy, friends. Man, that enemy, the enemy whispers loudly in our minds what you should have done, what you could have done, how you should have X, Y, Z, whatever it is. I mean, when I gave you all the different losses, you know, loss of a relationship, oh, if I would have just been a better friend, if I would have just not opened my mouth and spoke whatever was on my mind, oh man, if I would have just worked harder, oh, if I would have just, you know, been more in tune with what was going on with my parent or grandparent, Maybe if I would have just wrote my dream down more vividly or prayed a little harder and the enemy just attacks us in the mind, in our mind, and we can allow that to grow and and really fester and completely derail us. But we've got to silence that voice. How do we do that, friends? We do that through God's words. We do that through God's word. Now, when I was up in Ohio, my cousin has a lot of children and it was, it was so wonderful and refreshing. And I, I loved just being in the hubbub of a family of 10. I mean, she has eight kids and you're going in one moment from spilt milk all over the place to another child breaking down in tears and you have to wait out. What am I going to do? Clean the floor or hold the child that's crying? Two, two different cases. I mean, that's kind of what we do constantly. We have to make a choice. What are, we, what are we going to focus on? What's going to matter more in the moment? The milk's still going to be there. Yes, it could ruin the chair or it could make, you know, get smelly or other people could step in it. But those are the choices you're faced with continually, day in and day out. I want to, I want you to know you can sit in the grief that you're feeling that it's okay, but you can't get stuck. Talk about it, work through it, sit in the emotion of it all, but you can't get stuck. And how do you know if you're getting stuck? Well, if you have worked through the process and maybe you have journaled or you've talked about it with a friend and you still can't make a step forward, that might be a sign that you're stuck and you've got to really be intentional about getting yourself back out. You can't make some a loss, an excuse for not moving forward. It can be a time where you do step back and sit for a bit, but you can't stay. Can't stay out of the game because that's not what God has called you to do. But you also can't go from a 180, from sitting in this place of silence in a grief, in the despair, to 180, as if it never happened. Now there will be some of you listening. That's your temperament. That's your personality. It's kind of like a light switch goes, I'm either at zero or I'm at 100. And the only time I stay in the middle is on my way to one or the other. I'm not judging that. Because see, that's where I want you to realize you have to know you and you have to take steps. Some of you will take big steps. I have a friend who lost a daughter and I was amazed at how the strength that God gave her to work through it did it mean the pain wasn't there no oh my gosh no it absolutely was did it mean she was a little more spiritual than everybody else because she was able to handle it a different way and there was so much positivity in a horrific situation no it meant that God met her needs according to her needs it's the woman that does struggle more maybe she processes things not maybe she processes things differently. Does that mean she doesn't have the power of Jesus? Does that mean she doesn't know how to overcome? does it does that mean she just doesn't she just doesn't really know how to have enough faith. Well you know bad things do happen trials happen we're all gonna lose our job sometime losing a friend happens. you know what? No it means that you or your friend or maybe even your spouse, you know what? You're going to process differently. What about you? Do you know how you process the loss or the grief when it faces you? When it slaps you right in the face unexpectedly? When you get an unexpected diagnosis and you're faced with a lot of decisions, I will invite you to consider, you may think you know until you go through it. You may think you know how you're going to handle something until you go through it. Not all loss is equal. Not all loss is going to hit you the same way. Some are going to level you, while others, they'll just be a, wow, that's terrible. That's so sad. God, I just, you know, give give whoever, give me the grace to be able to move forward. And you just seem to just plug right along. I just really want to encourage you. Suspend your judgment of yourself. Suspend your judgment of others. Ask the Lord to help you walk through your season. If you're in a season of winter or summer, ask God to walk you through it so that he gets the glory, so that you come to the fall or spring in your life and you see what the blistering summer or what the blizzard-like winter how that shaped and formed and fashioned you so that you can bring glory and beauty in the spring and the fall of life. Your life is going to be lived in seasons. And that's the biggest thing God is just continually reminding me. I see it everywhere. I'm in Florida, so I don't actually see seasons. But I see it in life. A call can change everything. A virus can change everything. Guess what? This is the good news. God can change everything. God can change everything. He's made you. Suspend judgment. Allow yourself to process whatever's going on. Maybe school isn't going the way you thought. You're several weeks in and man, you have had it. You expected that you were going to be this awesome homeschool mom. You expected your kids were going to be awesome homeschool kids, and it isn't working out that way. Go back to what I shared with you. Meditate on God's word. Call a trusted friend. Maybe it's your spouse. Allow yourself to acknowledge things that aren't going the way you expect them to go. Silence the voice of the enemy who tells you, you're not doing enough, you're not enough, You should be getting back at it. Quit wallowing in your self-pity, whatever whatever those thoughts are that are going through your mind. I have them go through mind. I guess I think that's, I guess I think. How about that? I think that's the one thing I want you to understand is if you're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, you're in your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, guess what? You're still going to be blindsided. You're still going to be caught off guard. You're still going to be experiencing griefs on various levels for different things. They don't go away. They come in different times. A lot of times when we don't expect it. Some of you are very resilient and positive. And every time a negative happens, you immediately see the positive in it. And that is such a blessing. Some of you don't. And you think there's something wrong with you, and there's not. When you meditate on God's word, when you know who you are, and you silence the voice of the enemies, and you're feasting on His word, and you take steps to move forward, and you remind yourself of God's word, lean not to your to your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight, friends. Many have been challenged beyond what they thought they were capable of. <laughs> I just want to tell you, God knew this was coming. And God also knows how he's going to get you through it and how he's going to get the glory in all of those situations in your life. So if you're like me and you're dealing with a hard loss, something or someone, some situation, you're really missing It's okay to sit in it for a little while, but then you got to take steps forward. doesn't mean you're not going to miss, and it doesn't mean those thoughts aren't going to come back from time to time, because they will, because you're human. But remember this, but God, but God is there, but God's mercies are new every single morning. That's true of me, and that's true of you. Embrace those, embrace those, embrace the season, and look to him for the source and the strength to help you navigate wisely. Let me know what you're walking through. Y'all are just awesome because I do have to tell you, I, I get a lot of responses from you. Our podcast is is doing phenomenal. I had no expectation when we started Equipped to Be, uh, what, what it was going to be like. I mean, it, obviously it started in the man, middle of a pandemic and, well, actually right before it started, and I had no idea where this was going to go. I, I Sometimes I'm like, okay, God, what are we going to talk about this week? It's not because I'm not planning, it's just because life changes from day to day and God puts different things on my heart. Like I said, I recorded another podcast and I woke up. Uh, I texted last night uh, my sound engineer and I just said, Hey, I think I had to re record something. Something else is really on my heart and this is it. So tell your friends because you might not be going through some hard things right now. Life may be really good for you. You're in a good place. You're in a spring, you're in a fall type of season but you've got some friends that are in summer and winter and it's brutal. Tell them about equipped to be lock arms with them because that's how we walk through the hard parts of life. And we do it together. We're designed for relationships. Be intentional about cultivating them. That's it for this edition of equipped to be. I hope this was a blessing to you as you work through and walk through the seasons of life